of the bit effect. Today we're talking about a subject that doesn't get talked about very much, or unless you're on a retro board and then that's all they talk about. We're talking about characters that are kind of forgotten the time, haven't been revived in any way, or the company's gone bankrupt and nobody's really picked up the IP. Now, since you tend to blather on about things that you really like, what we're going to do is this time we're going to have my man Craig over here. Hi. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, okay, you. Uh, yeah, what yeah. we're going to do is he's going to time everybody, and once you start talking about a character, you have three minutes. It's kind of like the Oscars. If you don't shut up in three minutes and discuss it as a group, well, then Craig is going to sound this buzzer. And we're going to yank you off stage. So with me on this wonderful game is my friend Mike. Hello. Luke. Hello. And, of course, the buzzer man, Craig. Ah! <laughs> uh, yes, that is actually his real speaking voice. It is a bit tiresome to do a podcast with a klaxon. And to start us off in this little soft shoe, we got Mike. Mike, what do you got for us? Yeah, my my first choice is going to be uh, Vic Viper of the series Gradius. It's always been a character which has been uh, been really really close to me in my formative gaming years. So so Vic Viper's a a ship from from well yeah Gradius uh, Proteus. Uh, I believe it also features in um, Zone of the Enders actually. But the the most recent game of the series that I've actually been playing was um, Gradius Five on the PS2, um, and this was this was actually well I played for emulation on the PS3, but uh, just such an amazing game seeing Treasure handle uh, what Konami's Konami's IP in such such a way, and um, like, like as you as you'll know from Gradius, it's all about picking up the options, shooting around the screen, and just blasting blasting anything that comes along. Hoping to power yourself up and fight the uh, fight the massive bosses, but but oddly enough, Vic Viper actually popped up earlier in my uh, in my years when I when I first had a NES. I remember a, a holiday to Wales where I where I sat there playing. I believe it's a uh, Life Force at the time. So so this was um I think it was actually Gradius Two. I'm not sure. Could you, could you back me up, Dave? What what is it? Oh yes yes it is it is Gradius Two. Yeah, but this so this um. You know, seeing the ship fly about the screen, it was, it was a, it was always like pixel art, which always flew out the screen at you. It was like, even though you were playing on such such primitive hardware at the time, you're always surprised by this uh, this iconic character on the screen. And um, and it's it's continued to this day. I mean, it, at, at the base of it, it's quite a basic basic design of a character, but uh, really, it's it's about as iconic as it comes for me. And I'm really surprised that the, uh, you know character still doesn't exist in um games to this day all right mike coming in under time to start us off well well done well done um well i, I kind of it, it's kind of sad it's, it looks like another casualty for konami actually mm. i mean i don't think anybody's i don't know if konami's going to relinquish it or what but yeah i don't see anybody making any gratis games anytime soon with my foot being very close I'm to sure my mouth make a game about zombies with it <laughs> Either that or Kojima's going to put Norman Reedus in it and he's going to have some pretentious trailer about dead things on a beach. <laughs> I mean, what do you guys got for experience with Gradius? Um, I've got no experience at all. My first experience has been a Google image search while Mike was speaking there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I've, played, uh, I've played Zone Enders and uh, I had no 
I hadn't realized that this was related to a different game and they somehow pulled them in. So yeah, that's a cool little thing to figure out. Well, unlike these two, you know, Philistines over here. Yeah, I've, I've played quite a we're bit. We're Scottish, of... mate. Uh... <laughs> I've played quite a bit of Gradius. I actually played more Parodius games than I have Gradius to completion. Because uh, Gradius is really hard. Yeah, I totally thought the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, as, as a quick bonus question, are we an R-type or a Gradius or a Darius kind of guy? Um, um, I think R-type's the game that, that hooked me in initially, but I think I am a Gradius man to today. And Darius, I'm just not sure on it. I, I've, I've dabbled, but I, um, I can't commit to it. I'm sorry, sir. The correct answer was Ikaruga. Oh, maybe. Or Radiant Silvergun. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, moving on to our next contestant, we've got, well, the Klaxon boy. What do you got, Craig? Oh, um, my first choice, looking back through the time, who has not popped up in recent times? Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> now, you laugh. You laugh. But in a, in a day and age where, you know, modern warfare is celebrated and it's all about the gun, looking back, Echo the Dolphin was a pioneer in non-lethal warfare. You know, all the animals have been, you know, sucked out of the sea by aliens or whatever, and it's you've got to puzzle your way through it and, and find air to breathe. Echo was revolutionary, I feel. Um, so my first experience with Echo... Was on on the Mega Drive, I believe. On the Mega Drive, it was one of the few games I owned for it. Don't laugh. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I know you're only laughing because deep down you think he's right. Why haven't we had an Echo? Oh yeah, game? yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and all you do is you swim about. You use your wee echolocation to try and find people. And I think nice one. You know, did you like it? It was good. Um, and obviously, Echo needs air so you've got to find wee air bubbles or surface and i think you know at the end of the day it wasn't so much about the story the, the game itself you know aliens all that kind of thing it was a wee bit out there but the, the core mechanics of playing a dolphin swimming about the sea was quite satisfying um and i think yeah i'll leave i'll leave it at that so echo the dolphin for me should come back ps4 full retail release 60 quid game, you know, maybe 120 quid off the PlayStation Store if you get the extended edition <laughs> um, with a wee, you know, plastic dolphin or something like that. Yeah, Echo is a thing. <laughs> um, uh, the only time I've really had any experience with Echo was once we moved away from Philly, we moved to, you know, the backwoods where we are now, and I used to help somebody on a farm. And their kid had a Genesis, and, you know, that was wonderful, because, oh, crap, I can play games. And all he had was Echo the Dolphin. And let me tell you what, boys, a lot of chores got done <laughs> on the farm. <laughs> I, I played it for, like, 20 minutes and was like, this is, this is awful. <laughs> I, I, I've since gone back and, and played it a bit, and I have completed the first one. But I I don't ever want to complete any more. I'm sorry, Craig. I gotta disagree. I'm I I'm I hope he got caught in tuna nets. I I understand. I understand completely. I think what the point I'm trying to make is it's not so much about bringing back another Echo game. It's about bringing back the dolphin, 
and bringing back non-lethal happy gaming. I think it would make quite a nice indie game, actually, come to think of it. You know, like a, a narrative-driven game. Everyone's gone to the rapture, but underwater. How do they get to the rapture if they're underwater? Swim. You lost me. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorted. And you never never got a chance to play the um, the Dreamcast version, no? No, 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 I was never had the Dreamcast. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, well, it wasn't. Uh... I died on its arse. <laughs> yes, it, you could say dead in the water, my boy. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> actually, yes. Just to echo Dave's um, comment there, uh, this is uh... dead in the water. All right, Luke, what do you got? Hey, please be something better than Echo. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with Jack and Daxter. Did I say it right, Dev? Yeah, yeah, this time. Yeah, this time. Not done yet. <laughs> so uh, the original Jack and Daxter came out in 2001. It's made by Naughty Dog and it released on the PlayStation 2. Um, now this one's a bit of a funny one. Naughty Dog had lost the rights to Crash Bandicoot and they were going through a bit of a identity crisis. They were in look of a for a new um, mascot and I think they nailed it with the first Jack and Dexter. So I would really like to see him come back and do his magic again. I fell in love with that game. I loved the first one. The second and the third one kind of took a like a I don't know what they were thinking but it kind of became Grand Theft Auto but not as good um so yeah it's basically a, a third person platformer there's loads of collectibles which is great um brilliant game what else is there to say about it have you guys played it yeah yeah i've, I've played a little uh, I, I think the first memory i had of it was playing it on the, the demo disc actually yeah, it was good good platformer i did then didn't play it as much as the Ratchet and Clank games. I always put thought of both of those as like back to back sort of same kind of thing, but with with Jack and Daxter being the one which which hasn't had a you know a recent entry in the series. Yeah, I'd I'd really like them to do the sort of Ratchet and Clank treatment for on the PS4. You know the the remaster they did the that'd be great to see another one come out. Oh. Oh, so you want a good Jack and Daxter? Okay, all right, I got gotcha. you. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I got nothing against Jack and Daxter. I played the Precursor Legacy. I think was the name of the first one. Yeah, yeah. But mm. I also played Ratchet and Clank at like the same time, and I much more got on with Clank than I did Daxter. And so it it was yeah. just preference of which character I liked more. He was a little bit annoying to begin with, but by the end of the game, you kind of you kind of get to love him. I think he's he's that comedic gold. But um, yeah, Craig never played that. Sorry, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I barely. It came I out can... on the it came out on the PlayStation Plus on the PlayStation Three. I told you for months to play it. Yeah, I think I might have it in my library. Um, oh, that helps. I'll go, and, I'll go and I'll I'll get right fine. I'll go and have a look at it, and then we'll edit me in my thoughts. You happy, Jackson Daxter? Dicks. Da- Jackson, Jackson Jack- Daxters. Jackson Daxter. I'll go and play it. Right, <laughs> fine, thanks. And just just for my own curiosity, is the racing game the last entry in the series, or was that after two? I can't remember. So there were six games. Um, three of them were wow. on the. PSP, I think, and three on the PlayStation 2. Jack 3 had 
racing parts to it. Jack 2 had as well, but Jack 3 was more um, more racing in cars, while Jack 2 was more racing in other things. But the, yeah, the driving oh, in the right. second one was terrible. I tried to play it again recently on the Vita, and God, it's not aged well. I always had it stuck in my head that there was like a Mario Kart style game. Oh, maybe know. there is. I've only played the, the yeah. three. Yeah. It's Jack X is ah, the okay. combat racing game. Yeah, I've not played that no, one, sorry. No. <laughs> no one played it. <laughs> Alright, uh, keeping up the streak of, of wonderful games. I think Mike is the only one that had a good game this round. Personally. That's uh, um, subjective. <laughs> of course. Uh, my, my, my first one is is the, the Lost Classic, as it were. Clay Fighter. Personally, I loved Bad Mr. Frosty. I thought it was really cool, as... You know, most things in the 90s, if they had a backwards hat, they were A-OK. Clay Fighter was, was made in 93 by Interplay with a company called Danger Production doing the animation. And it's really cool because they used stop animation and they had it the camera connected to an Amiga. And the Amiga put all of the cycled camera photos together. And that's how they came out with the animation frames. Because, in, in case you can't tell by the name, Clay Fighter is all clay models. There, there are a bunch of games in the series, but it stopped on the N64, like a lot of things went to die on the N64. But we had, you had Clay Fighter Terminate Edition, you had Clay Fighter 2, Clay Fighter 63 and a third, and then Sculptor's Cut. And the first one for the SNES wasn't too bad. I mean, it sold 200,000 copies, so a lot of people bought it. I don't know if a lot of people liked it, but... It was a great alternative, again, if you want to say non-violent, Craig, it was a great non-violent alternative to, like, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Even now, the character animations don't look too bad. But yeah, Bad Mr. Frosty is the front man and, in my opinion, the coolest of the bunch. Good. So, what what about Tacky? Taffy? Wasn't there a, there a clown in it? I'm not oh, sure. Bonkers! There were quite a few characters in there. Oh, Bonkers, right. No, no, it's all about the backwards hat. <laughs> Craig, Luke, I can tell by your conspicuous silence that I don't think you've played this. Uh, no, I did a wee bit of Google in there. Looks quite cool. I like the claymation-y kind of look to it. Um, never, ever heard of it in my life uh, until just now. But I think this might be one of those games that I might actually go and play to have a wee shot of. Yeah, it, you can tell it's made by people that aren't used to making fighting games. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, it's not like. Sorry, I was just gonna say that that's hopeful for me because I'm terrible at fighting games. Oh, that's right. But yeah, I'm terrible at good <laughs> fighting games. If I'm playing a fighting game made by people that don't know fighting games, I might be good at it. Yeah, I've played this game. Um, I just didn't Whoa. think that much of it. <laughs> not, not even the character design. Not a fan yeah, of the character design. It, it looked great. I mean, I watched some videos of it again today to remind myself of it. And uh, yeah, it looks really good, and I like the different characters and you know the way that they they all kind of do something different. Whilst it it's not just a Street Fighter clone, is what I'm trying to get at. But I think at the time there was other games that I would play over this, and so it never really got much time in the in the the console. I can't say I blame you there. I I do have to admit it it was a it was possibly the worst. Christmas present I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I got scorned because of this game because it was my turn to pick a game to rent from the video rental store. And um, both of my brothers told me, hey, let's get Punch Out, Super Punch Out. 
And I was like, yeah, Super Punch House is fine. I love it. Played it in Walmart. And then, you know, you're walking down there and you pass the seas and you're like, there's a Frosty the Snowman with a backwards hat. This game is amazing. And so I rented that and nobody wanted to play it with me. And I got yelled at for wasting a rental. <laughs> all right. All right. So sad, sad stories aside. After that first round win from everybody, except Mike. Mike, Darius is good. Or Gradius is good. Are, are we going to do a, a winner for each each round? Oh, oh yeah. I Gradius wins hands down for me. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to say the same. Uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for Echo. Ah, you. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're that guy that votes for the independent party. <laughs> it's Greenpeace, man. I might have to go with a... Uh... Yeah, I'm going to go with Echo too. In fact, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to go with Echo as well. So, up yours, oh. Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, you can't you can't account for bad taste. You know, I mean, it's it's Echo versus, you know, Life Force and Gradius. It's, it's all right. It's cool. Now, to keep things interesting, because I'm pretty sure this is mighty boring to everybody but our families. Yep. Uh, in the second round, we're going to lower the timer to two minutes. Oh, God. So you got two Ooh, minutes oh, to get the pertinent info out. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I have three minutes? Because my first one lasted like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. That's wasted time. Jeez. All right. And because, because we have a complainer and the squeaky wheel gets to grease, Luke, you're up first. Okay. My next choice is Kane the Vampire from Legacy of Kane series. So I didn't start playing these games until Soul Reaver 2 and I didn't really get on with Soul Reaver as in Raziel. I just didn't enjoy him at all. So these games were made between a different group of people. Crystal, Crystal Dynamics. Um, God, I've forgotten the other one. Oh, Silicon Knights. Silicon Knights, yeah. Yeah, Silicon Knights. Um, so yeah, Raziel's story is pretty, you know, I didn't find it enjoyable, I didn't find the game that great, but it seems to be the one that everybody loves. I was more attached to Kane, who um, seems to be the, the vampire emperor, but in the game Blood Omen 2, which is like a prequel, it's 300 years before the other games, you kind of see how he rises to become who he is and you get a more in-depth look at his powers. So the guy's just a complete badass. He can do all these crazy jumps. He just mercs everyone. What's not to love? Vampire superpowers, kick-ass swords, and he's an arrogant little beep. So yeah, great game. You guys played them? I, I haven't actually played the, the one in question there, but I, I played a, a Legacy of Kane, and yeah, yeah. It's an impressive, impressive looking game at the time, even though oddly 2D in a world of 3D. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a great great character there. It was showing us, you know, his story from, I think it's when he was a human to becoming a vampire or something. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I remember him screaming, very Victor for some reason, constantly, <laughs> over and over, which was uh, which has stuck in my head since, so he's left an impression. I never played Blood Omen 2. I tried Blood Omen 1 for PlayStation. That game was fantastic. I liked that game quite a bit. 
I tried Legacy of Kane, and it's one of the few games that's left uncompleted. It's just kind of awful, in my opinion. But I like Blood Omen. I do like the characters. I even like Raziel quite a bit. It's it's kind of a shame they haven't been in anything a little more recent since, you know, all these different genre conventions have been set in stone. Like, I would love to see them in an Uncharted kind of game. Yeah. Where, you know, you can hop from place to place. But yeah, yeah, I I think Kane is a mighty fine character. Good chat. Craig? What do, you, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I've played the entire series actually. From um, the fu- no, no, I haven't, I haven't touched it. I'm terribly sorry. This <laughs> is honestly when you look at the dates, when you look at the dates from like mid nineties through to mid noughties, is I did not touch a console. I just basically ha- had nothing. Um, I strayed away, and only re- so yeah, nothing. I'm so sorry, Luke. That's cool. <laughs> Craig proving yet again all he's good for is a klaxon noise and point and click adventure games. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. <laughs> Alright, Craig, since you haven't played anything, what do you got going next? My next one is a rather odd choice, I think. Um I don't know why, but when I was a kid I remember playing Ecstatica to death. Ecstatica was like a really old DOS-based survival horror game, and it came on thirteen floppy disks. Um, oh boy! I know it was it was a biggie. It's it's like ellipsoid graphics, and you're basically just a, a bunch of balls tied together. If you picked a guy, you ended up with a guy with a ponytail, whatever. You ran into a village, and the first thing you see is a minotaur beating the shopkeeper to death. And then running off. And from then on, I was completely and utterly terrified. And I think I've been more terrified <laughs> of that game than Resident Evil or anything, any other survival horror. Basically, Ecstatica has stuck with me as being the most terrifying because it was so, so odd. The whole point of the game was there was a witch. And I can't, I can't remember exactly what happened, but there was a witch and she was up experimenting with some weird witchy thing and everything just went mental in this village. Minotaur running about, an invincible Minotaur at the start, beating you up. And if you just took the wrong move and walked up, say, the street instead of left, it would jump down and, and maul you to death. So you had to go left. There was a bit of anthropomorphism. You got to turn yourself into a squirrel to go in a hole... And even that, the the mentalness of it just gripped me. I'm and sorry, sir, your time is up. Bugger! I could have went and talked about that for ages. Yeah, so, um, yeah, just to get the character point, it was a nameless character across two games, and at the end of the second game, you save the princess, and you're standing on top of the castle looking at this weird-ass sunset, and I would love I would love that game to come back wholeheartedly, just to, just to carry on the mentalness of it no, it was, I, I, I played it too I only played it for a short time to try and find the nude bits mm-hmm. but I didn't <laughs> so it was funny because <laughs> I guess that's my only question I, I knew it was uh, there was nudity in it as well but the only bit I could find there were, um, unfortunately it was there was two guys with it was ellipsoid so it was a perfect opportunity to draw wee balls in a sausage and they were fu- <laughs> just full frontal nudity fanning someone sitting on a seat and it's just like, oh, oh my goodness, what am I playing? 
if my mum walks in on me right now, <laughs> it's game over. Um, yeah, I can, and Dave, I, can, I cannot believe you've not played this game. I've never even heard of it. We need to do a retro rewind on it or something because it's it's phenomenal. It really is. I mean, it, it is it is from Psygnosis and. They have a very spotty history, and I tend to stay away from Psygnosis, but yeah, I've never even heard of this game. Yeah, I've not played it either. So, I mean, would you say it's worth going back to? Yeah, oh yeah, completely. I'd, I'm, I I would totally and utterly recommend it. Even just to experience... Put yourself in the place of a kid putting floppy disks into a PC to try and play this game and how mental it was. It's It's just, it's worth a blast through. No, I'm, I'm up to that, definitely. Yeah, well, probably I, I sh- I'll at least check out a video because you know there's nothing better than a lipsoid sausage and balls. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I've really sold it, haven't I? So, Mike, does your game have a lipsoid sausage and balls? It does not. <laughs> However, it does have a small guy with a huge head. That is beautiful, Joe. So, <laughs> this, this is a. <laughs> This is a game from uh, Clover Studios, just um, starting with Capcom, and it's a side-scrolling, somewhat beat-em-up, with parts of platforming, parts of time travel, um, and parts boss rushes, if you get close enough to the end of the game. However, it's it's also a a character I think really needs to come back, Uh, so Beautiful Joe was in the first Beautiful Joe game is in Beautiful Joe 2 um, and then I think is in a Beautiful Joe Red Hot Rumble which was something of a, a sort of Smash Brothers style um, party fighting game but uh, but yeah yeah the I don't know the, a lot of a lot of what makes Beautiful Joe good is is also what makes pretty much every character out of the the wonderful 101 good just that it's that um, that whole platinum style then, then Clover, obviously, uh, just just brought to, I think it was originally the GameCube, and <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a tough tough as nails game, but with um with a lot of a lot of both substance and style, I'd, I guess. Um, it's quite a short game if you can blast through it because you will be playing through it multiple times unless you set it to kid mode, which I still to this day I think is the only only way to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, beautiful Joe. He's a he's quite an iconic character. Oh, he actually appeared in the Marvel vs. Capcom free game, yeah, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. So that might actually disqualify him from the listing. But yeah, I'd like to see him return in his own own mainstream or main mainline game. Definitely. Very nicely, two minutes done. I wasn't properly paying attention to the time there, but I think that was bang <laughs> on two minutes. Oh, good job. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I, I've got a lot of experience with beautiful. I love the beautiful Joe games. Uh, yeah, the whole the whole speed up and slow down, and it's not just yourself. You can speed up or slow down yourself or what's around you, and it, it, it's yeah, Mike. It's it's tough as nails sometimes. But yeah, yeah I can't say I've ever played Red Hot Rumble <laughs> for very long. It's kind of like Onimusha Blade Warriors. It's like, hey, that's a thing. It is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's completely forgettable, really. But yeah, I'd love to see another Beautiful Joe. It was it was a really great game. It was something completely different from Capcom at the time, and um, yeah, I love the art style. I love the I love the character, and it just being completely comic based. And 
Yeah, love it. Yeah, Bruce the Shark was cool. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. All right, now to beat such heavy hitters as as Beautiful Joe and the guy from that one game that Craig said, Erotica? <laughs> Close enough. I, I can't remember. I'll have to get that afterwards. I'm bringing out another uh, Capcom gem, and that's Firebrand. And um, a lot of people know him because of the games he's been in, but in case you don't know who he is, he's the uh, the little red Aramer that, that just harries you all throughout Ghosts and Goblins. Capcom decided, hey, let's give this little guy his own game. And they started with Gargoyle's Quest on the Game Boy in 1990. And it was a very fun platformer. It had slight RPG elements into it, um, added a little bit of fun to it. And then they continued on with the NES game Gargoyle's Quest 2 in 92. And then the big one is Demon's Crest. Uh, that hit in 94, and that's for the Super Nintendo. I absolutely love this game. This game trumps Super Metroid for me. It's got that same kind of you go defeat a boss, get a power. That unlocks another part of the map to defeat another boss, which unlocks another power. And it does that very nice Metroid thing where everything you get isn't just a key. It's also an ability that you use while you're playing the game, and there there are four different uh, four different powers. Um, if you ever get a chance, just Google an image of this game. It has some of the best gothic artwork on the Super Nintendo, and of course the music. There's not a lot of it, but what's there is absolutely fantastic. And of course he he had a cameo in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom three, and that made me giggle like a girl. Well, to my shame, I have not played it. I, oh, I've seen Gargoyle's Quest, but I've never played uh, Demon's Quest, no. Yeah, I'm the same, I'm afraid. Man, I got the dud? Actually, no, Dave, I have played this. Um, no way. Yeah, no, I haven't. <laughs> oh, 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 man, that's mean. <laughs> All right, so so since our audience is it's much more discerning than my fellow you know, <clears throat> hosts, I'm sure they've all played Demon Crest, and they all think it's amazing, and I will get tons of fan mail saying, Dave, you are correct. You, you, I think I think you might. Look, you are right. Looking at the artwork of it, it, lo- it looks lovely. Who wins this round, gentlemen? Uh, I'm going to go with Beautiful Joe, 100%. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Kane. I really want to see another one of those. Are we all going to vote for ourselves? Yeah. Is that how it's going to go? <laughs> I think I'll go for Beautiful Joe. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't vote for myself. I'm, 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 on, I'm on the Beautiful Joe boat. <laughs> Um, I, th- I think Demon's Crest is a better game for me, but I will admit, Beautiful Joe is is fantastic. I like I like yeah. Kane, but I like the 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 lighthearted attitude of the Beautiful Joe games is pretty cool. You know, as we've continued to do, gentlemen, the time gets cut again. Uh, you have a minute. A minute. So I hope you saved your heavy hitters. Oh yeah. You saved my heavy hitter. So we ain't got much to say about it. But you know, everybody will of course vote for me. Um, actually, I'll start it off this time. My pick comes from the games Medieval, and they only have three games in the series, and one of them's a remake. So there's not much there. But Sir Dan Fortescue. 
also appeared in uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle. He's a fantastic character. As soon as I booted it up and saw that beginning CG scene where a guy with no jaw is talking like I absolutely fell in love with this guy. He's one of the goofiest, funniest guys. The game itself is fantastic. It almost plays like a PlayStation Zelda. Almost. But, I mean, the guy can rip off his arm and huck people and beat people to death with it. He's amazing. That was 40 seconds. All right. <laughs> so tell me, you guys have played Medieval. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> in brief. In brief. In brief. I'm not sure I have the same same passion for the guy, but, yeah, as a, as a character, he's amazing. It's, does he only have one eyeball in his skull? Yes. Yes, he does. And there was supposed to be a little worm that lived in there. Do you think he's in any way taken from a, a decapitat? I mean, because he does take his head off and put it on his hand and crawl around with it. So, yeah, I don't know. He's up towards your neck of the woods, the people who created it. They're in Cambridge, so you should stop by and ask. Oh, will do. Will do, definitely. I, I echo uh, what you said, Dave. I like that game. I like the characters. Funny, it was a charming game. I don't know if I got very far in it, but, yeah, I do remember pulling my arm off and whacking people with it and stuff, so... Craig? Um... Yeah, so the medieval period lasted from the 5th to the 15th century, <laughs> beginning with the fall of the Western Roman Empire, and it merged into the Renaissance and the Age of Discovery. That's about my only thoughts on this matter. <laughs> Were you a Tudor or uh, the Red Rose? Oh, oh, the Red Rose, every time. Okay, all right, all right, okay. All right, so so with that again, Flop, uh, you got to back me up here, audience. Uh, let's see, what do you got, Craig? Oh, my God, right, hang on, a minute starts now. Alex Kidd, uh, picked Alex Kidd, bit of a dud back in the day, obviously, but I had a master system, I didn't have a Super Nintendo or anything, I, I was stuck, I had Alex Kidd. Um, little guy, jumpsuit, monkey features, um, jumped about the place, and I think the thing is, Alex Kidd wasn't a great game, but there were many games, and they were reasonably fun, they were very intricate. So when you were playing through, you weren't just playing through the same repeated level and stuff. You could get into castles and here, there and everywhere. And I think with the stages, the colours, everything about Alex Kidd, it was just a wee bit fun to play. And although it wasn't as good as Mario or Sonic or anything like that, I still think Alex Kidd deserves another chance. Well done. Not on the game choice. Nah. <laughs> uh, just on the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to, I'll just reiterate. I think he does deserve another chance. I just do. I think. Uh, no, no one, no one with me. Oh, is this a dad? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I agree. There's something. There's something good about Alex Kid in the way in the way it plays. It sort of has a weird sort of odd style of hitbox, which is sort of gratifying. You know, when you when you punch things in it, it always feels like you're a. I don't know. Like you, you're super powered for a for a funny looking little yeah. man child yeah. thing. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> sort of character you're playing. There's something cool about when he's swimming through the through the water with his little flippers on and his little red costume or whatever, just sticking his hand out like a little shield in front of him. It's always, it's really odd, but endearing. Yeah, I'd like to see Alex Kidd come back, but I'd prefer to see him in some of the later games. I kind of like the way they, you know, they picked a theme and just ran with it and made a game out of it. Although I don't really have any faith in Sega to make a good a good game anymore, so we'll see. Wow, that's that's harsh, dude. Uh, the Sonic, the latest Sonic games have been, apart from the Generations one, they've not been great. <clears throat> okay, uh, uh, really quickly, even the Genesis ones were crap. Anyway, <laughs> Alex Kidd. Alex Kidd is an interesting case study, right? Because 
the biggest weakness he's got is he's not like Mario. The biggest strength he's got is that he's not like Mario. I mean, whereas everybody at the time was trying to copy Mario, oh, along comes this little monkey kid with elephantitis of the fist, and just kind of does ab everything absolutely different. I mean, again, the boss fights, the vehicles, all that stuff. I mean, it was cool. I just don't think it's any good. So it's, so it's you know, it's what it is. I forgot, you could totally ride a bike and everything as well, couldn't you? That was so good. Yeah, you had to buy oh, the bike. Yeah. Yeah, the pedocopter, mm. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm totally... Now, you... Oddly enough, you have completely sold the idea for me now, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Luke. Okay, show I'm going to go from Kyle Katarn from the Star Wars PC games. It started off in Dark Forces 1 and 2 and then Jedi Knight games. Yeah, I, I really like the character. He was basically guy stole the Death Star plans before they wiped out all the old stuff for the new films, blah blah blah. Um but he finds out that he's um he's force sensitive, becomes a Jedi, decides he doesn't want to be a Jedi until his friend dies, then becomes a Jedi again to kick some ass. Yeah, I think it's time we had a really good Star Wars game again and I would like to see Kyle in it because I think his conflict between not wanting to use the Force and using the Force when he needed it and becoming eventually helping Luke Skywalker become a Jedi Master and you know training other Jedis, I find that interesting as well as I had a lightsaber and I could chop off arms of stormtroopers and stuff so yeah great game, great series, I want it back. Ah! Woo! Yes. <laughs> Are we sure that was a minute? Because that was the longest minute about Star Wars I've ever. Yeah, heard it might have been life. a minute ten, to be honest. I am with you one hundred percent. I think that Star Wars. Wait, wait, needs... wait, Craig, have you played this game? Yes. We have a winner. Job done. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think you know, more than anything, what you've said is right. We need a good Star Wars game. A Actually, good Star Wars game would be fantastic. Guys, um, guys, guys. I haven't played. Guys, it's called Battlefront. Well, no, 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 no. You're wrong. 100% average wrong. at best. Oh! <laughs> Star Wars does absolutely nothing for me, sad to say. So I will leave this to the gentlemen that care about Star Wars. I, I actually agree with you in, in ways. That for, for a while, I was. I was thinking, Kyle Katarn, why have I heard that name before? And then all of a sudden, I was, I was thinking of Dark Forces, and I thought, you know, that's that's one of the only times where they've brought a character up out of nowhere, and it sort of feels like they fit into the universe for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm probably getting confused here. Who's the actual character in the um in the Bioware games? It's what, different for both games. Old Republic games? In the night Wasn't Knights that of the Old Republic? Characters? Yeah, I think so. They were years apart. Ah, right. So Kyle Katarn's just from um, Dark Forces games then. And Star Wars Knight. Uh, sorry, Jedi Knight. Ah, Which one okay. was Dash Rendar? Was that um, Shadows of the Empire? I think so, yeah. Okay. You fought Boba Fett or something in a trash pit. That's really all I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't feel included in the universe too much in comparison. Mike, you're up next. You're closing us out. Well, my, my final choice is going to be Cody from the Final Fight games. Although saying that, it could have been Guy or Hagar because pretty much every character in this game is iconic. Um, even the even the support cast, the, the people you beat up on the streets, turn into a Relento and 
Poison. You know, all, all sorts of big characters from the Street Fighter series. Yeah, Poison, uh, Hugo, I believe. Uh, the list goes on. But but yeah, this this game spawned pretty much every every iconic thing out there. I'd probably forgive it for not being being around these days because I mean, at the end of the day, it was a toss up between this and Street Fighter at the time. But another Final Fight game. Oh, do we have enough side-scrolling beat 'em ups on the planet at the moment? Probably not, as as beautiful Joe showed before as well. Uh, so yeah, yeah, bring it back. That's my that's my plea. Yeah, I gotta say, I think the last good side-scrolling beat 'em up I played was Double Dragon Neon, and that was a while ago. That was good. It was, it was good. Yeah, yeah, Double Dragon Neon was good. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely, as, as a Capcom man, I, I absolutely love Final Fight. I'm a Hagar man, but I, I'll forgive you for being a Cody. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I just thought the inclusion of him in, you know, seeing him seeing him progress through to like Street Fighter Alpha 3, it was like, it's quite nice to see him come back in a oh, way, yeah. but in another way, it's sort of not a not a, not a fitting end for the series. Yeah, I think it still needs, a, still needs something more, and not a streetwise... Xbox <laughs> version of the game from another developer, but yeah. Yeah, my only experience with well, I have very little experience with Final Fight, but I know most of these characters from the Street Fighter range. So, um, yeah, he's an interesting character. I don't think he had as much depth as some of the other ones, but there isn't much depth in character in Street Fighter, I guess. Um, would I like to see him back? I don't see any traits that I really would like to see him back. I think I'd rather see the big guy with a moustache. What's his name? Hagar? Hagar. Hagar. Mike. Mikey boy. Yeah. I'd rather see that guy back than uh, some dude that chucks stones in a jail outfit. Well, I'll argue the point. You don't get to play as ex-cons very often. (laughs) Um, Craig, any interest in Final Fight? I, oddly enough, do not from any street fighting because I would suck at it, but more from whenever we did that Retro Rewind on Streets of Rage. I actually played a bit of Final Fight as well. Just because someone had mentioned it at some point. So my only, only knowledge of it comes from a wee quick 45 minutes on it. And I rather enjoyed it. Um, I I like the characters that I saw. And Googling it now as well is reminding me of my note to play it again. (laughs) And actually play through the whole game. (laughs) Instead of just 45 minutes. I'm with you, Mike. I would like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. I would like a new one. Something good. So I think we can all agree on that, probably. Yeah, I wouldn't be adverse to a new one. Streets of Alex Kidd. <laughs> Final fight on the Streets of Rage? <laughs> yeah, Alex has had a tough <laughs> upbringing. He's back. <laughs> sounds like a good, good mate. All right. We've all stated our cases. Um... What do we got for the third round? I've, I'm, I'm going to vote for Dan Fortescue. Uh, i got to be selfish on this one. I'm going to vote for Kyle Katarn. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, who are you going to vote for? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not like Dave. I, I do like Star Wars. And as I said before, Kyle Katarn is perfect match for Star Wars. So, yeah, I'm going to go no. with him. No! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've I've actually yeah I've got to go Kyle Clatan uh, all the way. <laughs> I think. Cody, yeah, we do need another size-grown platformer. Um, Alex Kidd, yeah, Alex Kidd totally deserves to be brought back to life. But Star Wars, a good Star Wars game is a must. So wait, can I just recap this? Craig won round one, Mike won round two, and I just won round three. 
So what did you win, Dave? <laughs> well, ladies and germs, this has been a travesty of a podcast. <laughs> Probably not seen in decades of podcasting. I just implore you all to listen with understanding ears as these fine folk, and they are good guys. Trust me. They may not sound like it. They may pick awful games, but they're good guys. So, just give us a bit of leniency here. I hate you all. I'm never doing another podcast. Bye! Bye! Bye.